would like to share now how to make it. If now I discover that I'm a church goer and I would like to be a real committed Christian. If now I recognize who am I in Christ, I'll discuss in our second talk how to make it working in my life in a proper way. In a very simple way, I used to share it with my youth many times, it's three F's. The first F is food. If you would like to be a real Christian in the church, and the three of them are very important. What sort of food the church is offering us? Two kinds of food. If you have your Bibles or mobiles, open with me. John chapter 6.
It is the reality of our new status, as we discussed in our second talk. Now I'm abiding in Christ, and Christ is abiding in me. What does it mean? It's not me anymore. It's not Augustine, but it's Christ and Saint Augustine. Not Augustine anymore. When we take it a word by word, we see that the reality of the food is eternal food. It's giving life to those who have are dead. And it is abundance in Christ all the time. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so who feeds on me will live because of me. Again, if I'm a living member, I am fed well with the body and blood of Christ. If I'm still dead, it means I'm waiting a magic, and it will never work. When we speak about live because of me, it means the life of Christ is flowing. St. Cyril the Great says, when we have the communion, the life of Christ flows in us. Before that, he was saying, when we are having the communion, it's like two pieces of wax melted together. We can't separate them anymore. This is the power of what we are doing in each and every liturgy. This is the real food for eternal life. We say at the end of the liturgy, the hymn of the oil. This is the bread of life who came down from heaven. Again, it's not a song, it's not a hymn, it's not a nice comfortable tune. It is the reality of what we receive in each and every liturgy. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live, will live forever. It means it will give me the assurance of eternity in my heart if I will eat this food. If the manna was sent from heaven for the Israelites for 40 days, 40 years, sorry, now we are offered the true manna, Christ Himself. And here is something very important. Father Matthew the poor was commenting on this. If you remember when God had given the Israelites the manna, when they started to grumble against him, we need to eat meat. Abu Nata was commenting, if the manna in the Old Testament was a food of grumbling, and we don't know yet what was God planning for them if they were not grumbling. If I'm eating the true manna, which is a gift from God, without any grumbling, without even a request from us, how much joyful we are in it, and how much power in it that God has given His life, His body and blood freely to every one of us. So, if I like to be a real Christian, it means I have to enrich my life through the reality of the life of Christ which has been flown in me. St. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 10 and 11 that the life of Christ may be manifested in my mortal body. Twice, verse 10 and 11. And then he's telling me, if you want this life, if you want this immortality instead of your mortality, go boldly with a real heart of repentance and enjoy the heavenly food. Therefore, many of his disciples, when these things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum, therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said this is a hard saying, who 
can understand. So the first food is the Eucharist. And again, it is the fullness of the understanding of what we are doing. It's not a habit of a Sunday. It's not a habit even of every day. No. It is what I believe, what I prepare myself to enjoy every time. If we follow in the same chapter, he is telling us about the second food. It's not only the, the, the incarnate word of God, it's something else. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. Again, it is the Spirit who gives life. It is not only what you think of. It's not only your own breath. It is the Spirit who is converting the bread and wine into body and, and blood and something more. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that they speak to you are spirit and they are life. This is the second food. He gives his life as the incarnate word of God and then he gives the word we have spoken to you are spirit and life. That's why when the church is insisting in the liturgy you have to attend the readings in order to have the communion. It is not because you are coming late. Because you can't have one communion. We believe in two communions. First one, the communion of the written word. And then the communion of the incarnate word of God. When we say food in the church, it's not optional. Let me take one and leave the other. No. Both of them are ready and a need for our eternity. If you choose one, then you are ignoring the whole life. At the same time, we don't have options in our Christianity. Either take life or this. When the Lord was talking to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, He said, I said before you, life and this. He didn't tell him life and this and half life. It's only life and this. Blessing and curses. So choose life that you and your children may live. So if we think today that I would like to live this true life of a true Christian, not to be a church over losing everything, I have to choose the fullness of life. The two sources of food, the written word and the body and the blood in the Eucharist. The, the reality of what we, when we receive the whole life of Christ. That's why we find many times St. Paul is telling us that we are sanctified through the world. In the Jewish tradition, if you eat any food without reciting any part of the scriptures, as if you are eating food offered to idols. Why? Because there is no sanctification. There is no Eucharist in the Old Testament. But the sanctification was through the world. We used to speak a lot about the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 1 and we heard part of it this day because it's the feast of St. John the Baptist. Elizabeth uh, said, because the Lord has taken away my reproach. Why? What was this reproach that the Lord has lifted up from Elizabeth? Why? Today? Jesus is not coming. 
gaze. But this is not true. Why? Because all of them they knew that Jesus is going to be born out of the tribe of Judah. Elizabeth and, and, and uh, Zachariah was from the tribe of another tribe. So why? Why? What is the reproach? This is one of the reasons, but there is a bigger reason in the Jewish tradition. If you go to the book of Deuteronomy, we can read together. Open with me Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yes, chapter 11 and verse 21. Therefore you shall, shall lay up these words of mine in your heart and your soul and bind them as a sign in your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. He's talking about the scriptures. You shall teach them to your children speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doors, doorposts of the house and on your gates. Why? That your days and the days of your children will multiply in the land of which the Lord swore to your father to give them, like the days of heavens above the earth. This was the reproach that my days are not going to be like the days of heavens above the earth. Because they don't have a children to teach them. This is according to the Jewish tradition. Now, even if I don't have children, I can teach anyone the scriptures. As a school teacher, as a friend, as whatever it is. So, in the mind of God, the true blessing is to know the world and to share it. That's why the food is not for you alone. It's for you and for others. As we shared in the morning, St. John Christophe was saying, when we come to church, I couldn't find my brother or sister. I have to go and bring him. I can't have communion by myself alone. And now the same for the world. Are we sharing the food that we receive or not? Unfortunately, we don't feel it. We feel it's an option in the church. I go to church and I hear it, and that's enough. I will ask anyone after the liturgy what was the reading, I can't remember, just a few minutes after that. St. Cyril is telling us that we need not to read the world, to be soaked in the world. St. John Christophe says, it's like when we want to buy a piece of clothes, we have to put it in this dyeing many times until we can see the original color. We see only the new color that we want to. We don't want to see a person. But we see Christ or a living 
scripture. St. John of Damascus says, The Word became flesh, that the flesh might become a Word. He doesn't want to see human beings anymore, but to see our a living scriptures walking on the church. That's why St. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 11, If anyone speaks, let him speak the very word of God. What does it mean? They can't, their language has been changed. They are only speaking the language of God. So the first thing to live is new reality of the church, the new reality of a real Christian is to enjoy the food that the church is offering, the pure food. St. Peter called the pure milk, the written word and the incarnate word. I don't want to extend more, but please, if you don't use both of them, you have no life in yourself. So please seek life. And don't seek this. And reject this in the same time. Reject whatever the devil is trying to put in my life, not to allow me to enjoy the fullness of this life. Second if first if is food. The second one is fellowship. You have many friends, of course. And you have many church friends as well. But ask yourself, how many times when you meet each other, you share good news? A story you read, a part of a book you read, a verse you read in the Bible. And how many times you were sharing unfortunately bad news. And then you read, but the normal discussion we have is about kids, food, schools, whatever it is. And then the Lord is asking us, Am I, I, did I not command you? If you open with me, Hebrews 10.25 Hebrews 10.25 Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as it is the manner of some you are not, you are different. If you would like to live as a living member of the church, you are not like the manner of some. But, ex but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What does it mean? If now we are meeting today, and I will assume that I still have 50 years in my life. If we meet tomorrow, it's 50 years this one day. You think if now we are talking about the Lord seriously, tomorrow we should speak more serious. Why? Because the day is approaching. St. Paul is telling us, you are not a church goer. You are not like any other one. Again, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is, as is the manner of some. But exhorting, teaching, admonishing. He's saying his hymn in a more powerful way. We need a fellowship. Our meetings, our gatherings is not a normal gathering. Go to Romans. Romans 15, 14. Here what St. Paul is telling believers, 
named after Christ, who wants to live a real Christian life. Now I myself am confident. And again, as I told you maybe on Thursday, in the Greek church, before and after, many readings say the same wrong. Today. Today, this is your words. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able also to admonish one another. We have to make our own fellowship, we are able to admonish, to instruct, to correct one another. Otherwise, our meeting is a loss. Why? Because I know my weakness, but I can't see my weakness sometimes because all of us, we have our own blind self and no one is correcting me. And then, but I don't want to condemn anyone. We judge everyone, every, each other at the highest level. But when it's a correction, according to the word of God, I don't want to do it. Here St. Paul is saying us, you are full of goodness, filled with all wisdom was all my able to admonish it's a command, it's not an ocean again. But I think but I can't make it because sometimes I don't have the right motives. One of the psychologists put it in a very nice way. Ask yourself three questions to know can I admonish my brother, my wife, or my husband or not? First one is what is the motive? Is the motive that I am admonishing or instructing or correcting my brother is to show him that I caught you, you are doing it wrong? Or the motive is love? And I can't see my brother without admonishing him out of love. So the first thing is the motive. The second thing, he called it the measure of the level of measure. Am I telling him because I am a sin and he is or she is a sinner? Or am I telling him because I am a sinner like you? But because of this brotherly love, we choose to admonish, to correct one another. And the third thing is, what is the base of this measure? Is it your own opinion or the church teaching and the word of God? If it's your own opinion, don't say it. If it's the teaching of the church and the word of God, say it. Then we have a real healthy fellowship. And a few weeks ago, the church teaching or the church meeting and the liturgy, all of them were giving us one topic. The church is a therapeutic community. We are here to get be to get healed. St. John Christon says the church is not a museum for the saints, but a hospital for the sick. But we can't come to the hospital and go back more ill or with more sickness. You are here because you are a therapeutic community. I know my weakness. And I know that my brother or my spiritual father is going to correct me. We are not here to judge each other, to accept each other, and to help each other at the same time. So the fellowship is very much needed. Especially if the church has a big number, we can find it very hard. But it's your task to make your own small fellowship, maybe two, three families. We share the world together. We share love together. We share reading spiritual books. The church is not going to oversee what we are reading spiritually. Maybe your spiritual father will tell you, read some spiritual books or read this book. 
attends in i need a fellowship to encourage me to read the spiritual book maybe even the fellowship not only in the same church maybe in another church or even another city or sometimes in other continent but i need to have a spiritual fellowship to encourage one another and to be faithful and able to admonish one another in love as saint paul said so the first step is food which is the word of god and the interest second thing if a fellowship real healthy fellowship and the last thing is fatherhood and when we say fatherhood it's not only my confession father it's not only my spiritual guide if he's a priest or a man or whatever it is it's not only someone i can see or relate to it's all the church father's teaching recorded or written in a tape or in a book why because i am not disconnected from the church the church is one body from adam to the second coming but again it is something very important here because sometimes we have this connection in a very sick way what is a sign of a real fatherhood here what saint paul says over those me first corinthians chapter 4 and read verse 15 saint paul says for so you might have 10000 instructors and many instructors you can ask someone to teach you coptic hymns someone else to teach you songs someone else to teach you how to read the bible but there's something here totally different for though you might have 10000 instructors in christ yet you do not have many fathers what is this father what are he's going to do in my life for in christ jesus i have begotten you through the gospel in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel someone who is giving me the food needed for life through the gospel not through his own instructions not through his own teaching through the gospel which means the whole message of the church it's not only the gospel it's the whole good news we have it in the church and ask yourself do i have this father or am i bothered i can do it by myself it's up to you but it's needed and saint paul is telling us you need to be always fed the food that through which you are born in christ through the gospel and then we ask ourselves but the fathers are very busy which is true and they can't follow up with everyone is but it's your own duty if you are physically sick you will go to your doctor it's not required that the doctor is going to come and knock every door and say are you sick today or not definitely our father are making some visitations but sometimes the visitation are too much so it's mainly for the sick people for those who are having trouble but if you need anything you have to ask for it and don't blame the church don't blame your spiritual father but it's your own duty to seek your health and to seek your own integrity and your own newness of life through this motherhood that's why the church is telling us it's 
not only the fatherhood that I'm getting from him instruction or to be born, I'm receiving a full life. The word paradisus, which is in English tradition, it's handing over a life. As I was sharing on Thursday, Saint Asanasius the Great in his book, The Life of Saint Anthony, was telling us that I poured out water on the hands of Saint Anthony. What does it mean? I lived with him three years. I learned how to live a real virtuous life. I didn't read in a book. You can read the book, of course. But life is transmitted in reality and it's fullness from a spiritual father who knows the way, who receives the way from someone else, enjoyed it this way, and then he is conveying his life to us. Let me say my in Arabic in a few minutes. تدفعني للأمام ومحتاج أبوة الأكل بأكل حاجتين بأكل كلمة الله المتجسد على المسبح بأكل حقيقة المحقيقة وبأكل كلمة المكتوبة يذكر المزمور مية وسبعة وعلى عشرين أرسل كلمتهم فشفاهم ونجاهم من تهلكاتهم أقول ما تلخبط ومش عارف أعمل إيه قولي وأنا هكلمك قولي ما أنت ما كلمتنيش قولي الكتاب عندك افتح الكلمة وكل الكلمة شاركنا بالآيات اللي في يوحنا ستة من عدد 52 عدد 60 المسيح بيقول اللي مش هياكل جاس يشرب دمي ليس لكم حياة فيهم ما فيهاش حصاد لكن ما حضرنا الكتاب وفرحين أو بالكتاب زي بعض الضوايع ما حدش قال ما تفرحوش وإحنا فرحانين بالكتاب برضه بس المسيح قال صراحة كده مش عندكم تو اوبشن يا تاكلوا الكتاب يا تاكلوا الكلمة المتجسدة لا لازم تاكلوا الاثنين في اخر الايات المسيح قال كده عايزين تمشوا تفهموا امشوا بطرس يقول ايه الى من نذهب وكلام الحياة الابدية عندك يجي المسيح يقول لهم كده ان الكلام الذي اكلمكم به هو روح وحياة ارجوكم ما تخدعوش انفسكم الله ما يسمعش حد يخدع نفسه يقول لك ما انا بسمع دقيقه مره كنت بقول حاجه في الاجتماع واحد قال لي انا بقرا كل يوم الالف بعد الالف التكست ده الانجيل بتاعي ما ينفعش صدقوني ما ينفعش اه ممكن الالف تشجعني في اليوم اكون متضايق ولا مش عارف ايه تشجعني الله بيقول لي كلمه الكلمه وانا ما كلمتش الكلمه يقول كده في الرميه 16 15 جوجل كلامك فاكلتك وعلي فصالي للفرح فبهجت قلبي ونقول حزينا وربع الناس ما كانش نصهم عندهم ديبريشن ما بيكلوش فرح فرح بالكلمة زي ما قلنا الصبح ازاي نقول فينا حاميا لا تحزنوا لان فرح الرب هو قوتكم مرة تانية لو تخبرنا في حاميا اربعة حصل حاجة جديدة كانوا لسه راجعين مستد فقال لهم بقى انبل كده حط عليهم الكلمة طلاب نقراها يقول ايه ففرحوا فرحا عظيما لي اصل سمعوا الكلمة وفهموا وبرضه مستحيل محتاجين نسمع الكلمة ونفهم فنفرح اقروها صح اربعة لعدد ثمانية لعدد اثناشر فالكنيسة بتشجعنا وقتلنا اللي هيتناول ما ينفعش يتناول مرة واحدة يتناول الكلمة المكتوبة الأول وبعدين ياخد الكلمة المدرسة تاني حاجة الفروشب الشركة من غير شركة روحية أجدع واحد فينا يفتصل الموت 
محتاج اعمل شريكه روحيه من ثلاث اربع انفار معايا مناسبين قريبين مني في السن قبل في سننا واعتبر العلاقه دي يمكن في نفس الكنيسه يمكن في كنيسه ثانيه بس لازم اعمل الشريكه دي الكنيسه مش هتعملها عشان ما عندهاش امكانيه تعملها الملك اريد ان صفر الاعمال كان كل شيء بينهم مشترك يبيعوا كل حاجه الفلوس موجوده مع الرسل اللي عايز حاجه ايه ده مش وارد دلوقتي يبقى الحل ايه انا اللي ادور على الشركه الروحيه اللي عايش فيها اللي هنمو فيها اللي زي ما قرينا من شويه ايتين واحده روميا 15 14 بيقول كده بولس الرسول احنا مندوقون صلاحا وقادرون ان احنا ننصح بعض ان احنا نشدد بعض ان احنا نقول لبعض خلي بالك وخلي بالك وهنا مره ثانيه في الرؤيه 10 25 انه كده غير تالتين اجتماعاتنا كما لقوم عدد بل واعظين بعضكم بعضا لانه كما ترون اليوم يكرم ما فيش وقت تضيعه بكره لو قابلنا كل واحد فينا قرب من الابديه يوم يبقى بكره هنتكلم اكثر عن المسيح مش هنضيع وقت في طبيعه وعياله راحوا وجابوا اخر حاجه قلنا الابوه ما فيش واحد في الكنيسه مهوش اب والابوه قلنا اب اعترافي ومرشد روحي لكن الابوه لكل اباء الكنيسه في كتاباتهم في كتابات الاباء المعاصرين في وعظات اسمعها على النت بيتي ولا اوضتي ولا اي حاجه وبولس قال لنا علامه الابوه مش علامه الابوه اللي راح اقعد ادخل معجونه في اي حاجه برضه في الطبيخ وفي العيال وفرحه لا كده لاني انا ولدتكم في المسيح بالانجيل ده اللي بيننا وبين بعض ده اللي بيني وبين ابويا الروحي لاني انا ولدتكم في المسيح بالانجيل يقول لي كده مش مولود مش فرحان مش قادر يبقى في علاقه بينك وبين الله شوف اب يولدك تاني في المسيح احنا اتولدنا في المعاضيه دي حقيقي لكن بعد ما اتولدت في المعاضيه ايه خدت الانسان الجديد ده وقفلت عليه عايز حد يطلعه لي تاني ويخليه فعال في حياتي ويبقى الابوه في حياتي ان كل يوم اسمع وعظه اكلم حد باكل وبياكلني وبيدل فيا روح قيامه المسيح من جديد ربنا يفرح بكم في جميع الاحوال بغذاء سماوي فلسطينيه كلمه الله بشركه حيه تدفعني دائما للسماء وبقوه تدلني كل يوم وكل يوم بالانجيل للمسيح لو المجد الدائم في كتابه الان غير ابد امين